Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Insert Coin Theater podcast. My name is Tim, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about what games I've been playing. And also, I guess we'll just be rambling a little bit. I don't have a whole lot of set topics this week. We're coming up on PAX West, and it's been a little hard for me to focus. So we'll jump right in and see what we can kind of pull out of my brain, and we'll go from there. Let's start the show. Before I really talk about what games I've been playing lately, I want to bring some attention to a comment that I got over on CastBox, which is one of the platforms that this podcast is published to. Uh, Brandon Smith left a comment that I kind of wanted to respond to. I kind of did on Twitter a little bit, but um, after kind of meditating on it a little bit, rereading it a little bit, I think I kind of understand where it's coming from a little more. Let me read this to you first, uh, and then we can go from there. Brandon Smith writes, the user you quote around the 924 mark is an admitted troll who is actually on her side. Please research these kinds of things before reporting. This fact has been overlooked by almost everyone covering the event because it helps shape a desired narrative. A lot of us who witness these events unfold in real time have begun to question if the GG movement was not really the boogeyman it was portrayed to be due to the dishonesty we have seen during the reporting of the Jessica Price incident. End quote. And this was in, in regards to episode four, which was Arena Net Fires for Twitter. Uh, and I talked about the Jessica Price debacle. And um, what, what strikes me about this comment, and this is where it gets really interesting, because normally I wouldn't really call it out to these kind of things. I would either respond in text or just ignore. But in this case, I can't because CastBox, well, the CastBox profile for the podcast was set up by Anchor, which is the the primary place that we upload and it put it. It aggregates it out to all the other platforms like Spotify and the like. So that said, I'd like to respond by saying, well, number one, by by saying that I'm not researching it and I'm helping to shape a desired narrative is a little silly. Uh, I make it very clear at the beginning of every episode that I do that has this sort of research that I'm trying to present what facts I can find to you to make your own decisions. And then I present my point of view afterwards. I'm very clear on that. So if you've ever listened to the show and if you would listen to the show, you would understand that. So I think number one, I think that's my biggest problem is that you're kind of saying that I didn't do my due diligence when I have maybe two hours to write these shows a week because I work full time. I'm not a journalist. And I think that's part two of this is by saying by saying, please research these kind of things before reporting and then saying um, that it makes people begin to question if the GG movement was not really the boogeyman it was portrayed to be. To me, that says that, A, you're OK with Gamergate, which was a targeted campaign of harassment. Uh, it started out normally, um, as one would hope, uh, as this interesting ethics in journalism thing and that was probably about a week of it after that it kind of spiraled out of control and i say that because i know i was involved and it's nothing i'm proud of in fact it's something that i speak out against regularly over on my twitter 
And I, I will be the first to tell you that it was a targeted campaign of harassment and I didn't partake in the harassment, thankfully. However, I was one of those that stood on the on the sidelines and said, oh, well, this person's an idiot and this person, this person, you know, and I would just I would just dogpile in the in the comments on Reddit and things like that. And after a lot of self reflection, reflection and growth, uh, I kind of realized uh, that yeah, that's exactly what it was after doing the research, seeing it on the side of the people doing the harassment and uh, targeting these campaigns of hate and uh, this disgusting vitriol at women, trans people, gay people, people of color, minorities in gaming. Um, it was definitely it was definitely one of those things that um, after kind of looking at both sides of it and really analyzing, I realized that. Yeah, the Gamergate movement was in the wrong, and I think that it should just go away. So that said, it sounds to me like you already made up your mind on that. Secondly, I'm not a reporter. I'm not a journalist. I don't work for a journalism outlet. I'm just a dude who plays video games on the Internet four times a week. So, yeah, I mean, everything I say, take with a grain of salt because I just have opinions and I want to share that with you. I'd. I'm doing the best that I can to present what I can because I could just be spouting my opinions without anything to back it up, but I'm trying my best to back it up. And so for you to say that to completely disregard all of the work that I put into that and for, you know, my conclusion of, you know, gaming gamers on the whole came out looking worse than this than anyone, any party involved. It's, it stands true just because of your comment and you're doing nothing to help dispel it. And I would also like to say that when you tell me to go research something and you say that I'm wrong and you don't present anything, the onus is on you to prove me wrong. So you got to provide some research, too. So it's that burden of proof. So, Brandon, I say to you, please make sure that if you're going to come at me with these kind of comments, do your research as well. Let me know what I did wrong so that um, I can learn and make a retraction. I, I definitely don't want to give invalid information, but for you to say, oh, well, research this because uh, it was put in there to shape a narrative. Nothing that I saw proved that. So without you providing any evidence, I'm not going to go out of my way and spend more time on the topic if you're just going to say that on the internet and sit in your soapbox. So uh, that said, thank you for your comment. And I, I truly mean that. I'm not saying that because uh, I don't want you to listen and I'm not saying that to save face, but I am saying that I appreciate your comment because it's these kind of discussions that I think are really important. And that's why I want to do this show. And it's stuff like that that makes me fired up and invigorated to look more into these kind of issues and problems and call them out and, and point them out. But let's not go pointing fingers and saying that I'm the reason that people think GG is OK, because I'm not a journalist. So if if you think that I'm part of the problem that uh, of GG in terms of ethics and gaming, you or ethics and gaming journalism, you uh, are obviously in the wrong line of work. Uh, because I'm not a journalist. I've never purported to be. I've never once said that I am. Uh, I mean, it would be cool to work for games journalism outlet because I think they're pretty cool, dope places to work and they get a lot of really cool uh, stuff and uh, get to see a lot of really cool things and do a lot of cool stuff. But nah, I mean, I don't. I just I'm a dude who plays games and I have opinions. So uh, you're, you're hearing it right here on the ICT podcast, guys. I um, I'm a dude who plays video games on the Internet. Hooray. With that said. 
Why don't we go ahead and uh, move on again? Thank you, Brandon, for your comment over on Castbox. Uh, I would highly recommend that you uh, hit me on Twitter if you want to post any anything like this, because then we can discuss it a little bit more. Um, it's very important to me to get these across, but um, it, I can't respond to Castbox and stuff like that because I don't have an actual account. Anchor handles all that for for me. So. Uh, Anyways, so let me go ahead and jump right into the games that I've been playing lately because I actually had over on Twitter, uh, I had, I believe it was Lynn who asked me to uh, talk a little bit about uh, Graveyard Keeper. Let me double check and make sure that was Lynn. I think it was Lynn. Um, but that said, thank you very much for your suggestion. Um, I am I'm absolutely excited about the games that I've been playing. I've played some very fresh games lately in the last couple of weeks. And uh, I'm sorry that uh, last week I didn't put out an episode. It was it was a tough, tough week. I had training for 40 hours at work and I was I was beat. I was just mentally exhausted. So it was one of those things where I just needed a break. And uh, I, I just I took it that week. So here we are again. And uh, thanks to Lynn. And I just confirmed that it is Lynn over on Twitter. Thank you so much for your suggestion. I will talk a little bit about Graveyard Keeper. Let me take a drink of water first. delicious so drinking some g fuel today so that said um yeah graveyard keeper is a good game i i'm actually very pleasantly surprised it's a, it gets a little little bit crazy so we'll start at the top so graveyard keeper for those who aren't in the know is a, a highly inaccurate medieval graveyard simulator uh, game so pretty much how it works is um, it's kind of like a mix of stardew valley and punch club uh, and maybe a couple other simulation games of the type uh, in in that you grow crops and things like that but you also tend uh, a graveyard you get dead bodies every day or whatever and what's interesting is you can you can chop off meat from them and use that meat as like hamburger meat and stuff. It's really bizarre and things like that. You can do all sorts of crazy stuff with the bodies. Um, and uh, the goal is to have the most presentable and beautiful graveyard and become a priest or a, a vicar at your local church. And you run this church uh, in the with the graveyard surrounding it. And it's a very fascinating thing because if the bodies that you get um, were very sinful or not desirable at all, you can just dump them in the in the river and they float downstream or you can incinerate them in a crematorium, things like that. There's a lot of interesting options, but you can also cut out like fat, which makes their sin go down um, and makes them more pure, quote unquote. But uh, ultimately, it's a really interesting concept, an interesting take on the uh the farm management simulator a la harvest moon and things like that because there are interactions that you make with the townsfolk uh, so it's got kind of that i think it's got kind of that dating sim aspect uh, full disclosure i've only played about four and a half hours of it so i've not played a ton but i can tell you that from what i have played has been very very interesting um and very compelling and um actually the it, visually it's beautiful the music is soothing and calm um, the only complaints that I have really are um, that the the crafting is extremely weedy. And what I mean by that is it's deep and it just is everywhere. It's it's there's so many things to craft and so many components for every single uh, item you have to craft or if you want to open up a, a wall or a door like it's just there's a lot of gathering a lot of gathering so if you do not like the gathering aspect as much like I know that's such a core component of these games but like you got to do a lot of gathering for example uh, if you want to get um, 
if you want to get, say, firewood, you have to chop down large trees, get the logs, drag the logs over to a, a holding uh, device for logs, put them in there. Then you have to go over and you have to cut um, billets out of the log, and then you have to chop the billets on another station uh, into firewood. <laughs> so it can get extremely, extremely weedy in terms of, and very quickly too, like this was within the first four hours. So, and this game, from what I can tell, is probably going to be a 20 plus hour game at the very least. Um, and it's it's exciting and it's definitely got its fun, but if you do not like heavy, deep crafting with lots and lots of components and things like that, you may not like this. It may turn you off. But if you are if you are super deep into um, the, the Harvest Moon type thing, if you enjoyed Stardew, it's pretty good in that regard. I've been really enjoying it. There's some really interesting characters, very over the top. There's like a talk, talking skull and a talking donkey and uh, all sorts of stuff. It's pretty crazy. And the, the story itself is very interesting, um, how you ended up being a graveyard keeper in the first place. So if you're interested, it is on Xbox Game Pass. So if you have the Xbox um, and you get Game Pass, you can get it on there. Uh, but it is like 20 bucks on Steam and on Xbox. So Honestly, just highly recommend it. it. Tiny Build put out a really published a really good product there, and uh, I give I give massive kudos to um, the developers for for making a very interesting and compelling game because it kind of came out of nowhere for me. Like I've been watching it for a little bit, but like it was it was not what I expected, and in in a good way. Like I really enjoyed it. I, normally, these kind of games I don't really love but because i had i had trouble getting into stardew myself uh but to see this game it's just like it's cute in its own regard and it's kind of kind of dark and gothic and i kind of like that and it just makes it very interesting to uh it's it's just very macabre and i think that's a big part of it for me is that it's macabre and i think that might draw a new audience to the genre because usually it's all bright and sunshine and daisies and flowers and this is like throwing corpses into rivers and burning corpses and cutting pieces out of them to eat and stuff like that. It's crazy. It's nuts. But like I said, there's a lot, a lot in the crafting and that that's a big turnoff for me. Um, but other than that, the game is pretty solid. I've really been having fun with it and I've noticed no major glitches. Uh, just, it just, it's a lot. There's just a lot to do and a lot to take in and a lot to learn. So definitely important to keep your eye on uh, the time when you play it because it can get away from you in this game for sure. So I think, I think graveyard keeper is a definite must try. I would highly recommend it uh, to try it if you're into that sort of game. So I would say don't, don't be discouraged by the heavy crafting. I would say give it a shot, especially if you have Xbox Game Pass. It'll cost you nothing extra over your Game Pass sub. So, uh, yeah, give it a go. See if you like it. So thanks for the request, Lynn. The second fairly new game that I've been playing is Gal Gun 2. And for those of you who are curious, uh, I am what I would call a first reaction kind of streamer. I play a lot of new games for a very short amount of time, two to four hours, sometimes more than that if I really like the game. And... I will give my initial impressions of it. And that's kind of what this is. I'm, I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of targeting giving you guys my point of view when it comes to these new games or these newer releases so that you guys can make a decision if you want to try them or buy them and at least help you make that decision. I don't, I don't necessarily want you to make your decision solely off of what I say, but I would very much uh, like to give you my point of view if that helps you make a decision. Cause the last thing that anybody wants to do is spend money on a game that they don't enjoy. So 
that said, I'll talk about Galgun 2 now. So Galgun 2 is an ecchi, which uh, in Japanese that pretty much translate to perverted, it translates to perverted. Uh, it's an ecchi anime game where you play a high schooler who goes around and you have a uh, these VR goggles that make you irresistible to the girls in the school, the teachers and the, the students. And you have a pheromone blaster and you blast them and it makes them make awkward sounds. And it's pretty par for the course for this kind of etchy game in that regard. Um, and uh, it has the usual stuff. It has the gratuitous underwear shots on occasion, that sort of stuff. So things like that do make an appearance. Uh, overall, the gameplay is pretty pretty unique and interesting. If you've played the first Galgun, it's not too much different from that. Um, you have to shoot these demons that are latching onto these girls. Your, v- your VR or pheromone goggles or whatever they're called allow you to see these demons, these tiny little chibi flying demons and you blast them off their shoulders and then you have to uh, suck them up into the gun. Uh, And from there, you have to blast the girls um, with the pheromone blaster to uh, give them, quote unquote, euphoria. Yeah. And uh, make them them stop coming after you. And they'll do a variety of things. They'll push you onto the ground and step on your face or uh, they'll give you a present which hurts you and causes damage, that sort of stuff. But ultimately, your goal is to get as many demons as you can uh, during the course of uh, each level, each mission. And there are different missions. There's defense missions. There's uh, uh, item collection missions. There's regular story missions, that sort of thing. And so there's a good little bit of variety. I got about two hours in before I really started to feel fatigue with the game so i will say that it might be not the world's greatest and it's not to knock the game and i was given a key for it but i think ultimately i was not outrageously impressed games like senran kagura or dead or alive extreme uh three games like that are definitely much better in the etchy wheelhouse than this. I do kind of sort of consider myself uh, an etchy connoisseur to an extent. If you've ever played Schoolgirl Zombie Hunter, uh, Schoolgirl Zombie Hunter is a little bit more interesting, more entertaining than this, but it, it they're pretty close on par in terms of uh, playability for me before I start to lose interest. But that said, um, if you're looking for uh, another etchy game to play, it might be worth your while to try and see if you like it. I think it is full retail price. I'm not 100% sure on the pricing. I think it is a full 50, 40 or 50. So it's it's approaching that full $60 MSRP. But it's it's pretty solid. It's on the PS4 and the PC. I played it on the PC and it, it ran smoothly, had no major hiccups or anything. So in that regard, it's pretty it's pretty solid. And it, visually, it's a pretty game and it looks nice. And I mean, I, I like the the anime girls, the, the waifus. I think they're cute and it gives me something to look at. But other than that, the it's not the most entertaining game in the world and it it might be fun. It's also on the switch. Actually, that's, that's one thing I forgot. It might be fun on the switch on the go and that might be worthwhile, but I'm not hundred percent sure because I haven't loaded it on my switch. I did get a key from P cube to give it a go and I appreciate them giving me a key. So thank you guys. But uh, I won't give it the highest praise as something that you've got to buy. But if you're into etchy games, it might be, it might be worth adding to your library. I don't know. Finally, I've been playing We Happy Few, and We Happy Few is pretty cool, man. It's a pretty cool game. It's a very interesting concept. Uh, It's a game where you're in an alternate universe, 1960s, in England, in the UK. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's in London or around that area. Anyways, so the alternate universe is that uh, Germany uh, 
took over the UK, took over England, and uh, the United States and Russia didn't enter the war. So there's a lot of very interesting storytelling around that. And it's a very in-depth game told in three parts, each part varying pretty wildly from the last. And um, I played through the first part. I put, I think, 12 hours into it. So it's a it's a fairly long game. I think it's about 20 to 20, 25 hours, I think, is the what I read online that that's the kind of average that people were experiencing. So it's it's a fairly long game and it's it's a first person game with uh, melee combat elements. I haven't used a gun at all in any of it, so I can I can fairly safely say that it is mostly melee combat involved. Uh, you there are a couple of interesting mechanics. There's stealth, which you can use shadows and um, RPG like stat bonuses. Um, there are RPG elements where you get um, abilities and upgrades and things like that. So you can get these RPG up RPG esque upgrades to improve your stealth and, and make you uh, easier to sneak around. And there's also this uh, stuff called joy and joy is a drug given that everybody is supposed to take that kind of makes them forget the past and be happy. And it's kind of used as a tool to control the populace. And interestingly enough, it uh, your character goes off his joy like immediately. That's how it starts. So I'm not really spoiling anything there. Your character goes off his joy and you kind of start seeing the world for what it really is and realizing that it's not all happy and wonderful and great. And you start to remember the past. And that is where everything kind of comes into play. And the story really starts to unfold. And it gets really interesting. And it can be a very difficult and frustrating game at times because there is a crafting element involved and on top of that. So there's a lot of elements incorporated into making this game work. So it can be a little bit frustrating at times because you have to collect materials on top of uh, stealth, on top of managing your your joy addiction level and all that stuff and it can be very difficult in a lot of ways but it is a very compelling game that definitely is worth a try if you are into uh, first person stealth games it feels like a, a little like a blend of bioshock and bioshock and i would say dishonored a little bit not not quite the athletic craziness of dishonored not the supernatural weirdness but uh, there's definitely still some of those dishonored elements there, the stealth and the the sneaking around and the kind of puzzle solving in some regards. So it's a really interesting game, very compelling. And I don't I, I'm hesitant to go too much into it. But if that's one that you have had on your radar and you've been hesitating, I would say go pick it up if it's something that you're into. Uh, it's it's a bit of a trip and it's not a, a bad story. The story is not amazing, but the gameplay is a lot of fun and there are some bugs. The AI is uh, pretty dumb. The uh, yeah, the AI is very dumb. Let me take that back. Uh, the stealth doesn't necessarily always work the way you want to. Sometimes NPCs or uh, other characters will go floating around the, the screen. They'll be under, you know, like halfway embedded into the ground when they spawn in. Things like that. There's some weird hiccups here and there that happen. But overall, it 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 auto saves quite frequently, so you're never really out too much if you get killed. And it's just it's an enjoyable experience so far. And it's quite a ride. I I haven't had any major complaints about it to say that I dislike it. So I think that it would definitely be worth your while if you're looking for some kind of a dystopian kind of thriller with some creepy vibes into it because it's not a horror game, but it is creepy. So it might be worth looking into for those elements on their own and the stealth is fun and it does work most of the time the joy mechanic is really cool and interesting 
And there's just a lot to the world to digest and absorb that I think you would benefit from experiencing. So I would recommend it. I would say give it a go if you're if you are on the fence, but watch some trailers, watch some gameplay trailers of it. Make sure the combat and stuff is what you like, um, because you'll be doing a lot of it. You really will. And uh, I screw up stealth a lot. I'm not a very stealthy player. I don't do well with it. So ultimately, I would highly recommend that you check out uh, We Happy Few and see if you like it. And with that, I have finally come to the end of me babbling about the games that I've been enjoying. Wow, I keep just like stepping over my words today. I've been a little congested because we've had really bad red tide here in Florida. And there's been a lot, uh, uh, thousands and thousands of pounds of dead fish all over the the shorelines. And being not far from the bay, uh, when a strong wind blows from the bay, it it makes everything smell like literal rotten garbage. So it's been very tough for me. My allergies have been acting up and it's been really, really killing me. So that said, we're going to go to a uh, short break and we will be back uh, after uh, these messages from our sponsors slash uh, non-sponsors BRB. I'm proud to announce that insert coin theater is now partnered with gamer goo. Get a grip with GamerGoo, a specially formulated hand goo to stop your hands from sweating, eliminating slip, increasing grip, and boosting your energy and focus. Visit GamerGoo.com and use discount code ICT at checkout to save 10%. Hey there, my name is Tim, the host of the Insert Coin Theater podcast. Did you know that by sponsoring the ICT podcast, your product will be advertised to dozens and potentially hundreds of listeners? More yet, your product could be broadcast live to hundreds of viewers four nights a week during my live streams. Here's your chance to get in at the ground level with a new and exciting show. Reach out to me at insertcointheater at gmail.com and let's talk about how we can bring your product to hundreds or even thousands of potential new customers. Once again, reach out to me at insertcointheater at gmail.com. And we're back. I think ultimately where I'm going to go with the last bit of the show because this isn't going to be a half i i ran really far out of uh out of my normal time which is good i was not expecting to have a 30 minute ish show this week for you guys so i'm quite happy that i do but ultimately i am quite pleased that i get to go to pax west and if you are going to be at pax west please feel free to let me know that's coming up this week uh, starting on, I'll be flying out the 29th, uh, but the convention starts on the 30th, I want to say, because <clears throat> I'll be landing on a Wednesday. I have all day Thursday, which is the 30th and the, so the 31st. Uh, so I'm pretty stoked about it. I've got a lot going on and there's a lot of parties to attend, a lot of, uh, people to schmooze with and a ton of my friends over on Mixer to meet. And if you are going to be there, I would love to meet you. I'd love to get a hug, to give a hug high fives, fist bumps. If you're not comfortable with hugs, I'm fine either way, but please reach out to me, uh, Twitter or discord. Just let me know so that uh, we can touch base. I would love to see you there. And uh, I've got, I'm going to have swag slash merch. So I'll have wristbands, lanyards, and buttons to give out to those folks who want them. So please come find me, uh, hit me up. Let me know you're going to be there. I would absolutely love to meet you there because meeting folks is the primary reason I'm going there and part of its business. And that's kind of what it's got to be. I mean, uh, I feel, I feel sort of guilty because I'm going with some friends, but a lot of this is going to be business centric for me. This is a business trip in essence. And so I think the challenge for me is 
that right now I feel like when I go there, I'm going to, I, I, I should be spending more time with certain people who, um, I'm, you know, I've been talking about going with, or I'm staying with or things like that. And I feel like I owe them my time and I do, but I also have to be, uh, extremely cognizant of the fact that, uh, I am there to grow my brand and expand my horizons and possibly even benefit from sponsorships or, uh, partnerships that might arise from this kind of an event. So I'm very, very excited to see what comes up from it, but I'm also extremely nervous, uh, to the point of feeling ill. <laughs> I'm kind of losing my mind a bit uh, in a lot of regards. I'm, I'm scrambling to get packed. Uh, I just got notified that I'm going to be running a couple of things there that I can't really go into detail with during this show because it's not official yet. But, um, a couple of things have come up that I am on the hook for organizing and I'm stressing that because we're down to the wire. And I just found out last night at 11, 11 PM and it is now two 16 PM as I record this the next day. And I'm scrambling because we are four days from when I fly out and I'm not going to be able to really thoroughly plan things well without my battle station being in front of me. So it's a little stressful. It's a little confusing. And uh, I'm running around like a uh, chicken with my head cut off a little bit. But uh, I think it's going to be okay. I truly do. I think we'll be fine. I think everything's going to be fine. Uh, it's just, just a little bit nerve wracking and a little bit uh, scary in a lot of ways. I've never flown on my own either. So flying out from Seattle is going to be a fascinating experience in its own regard. Or flying out to Seattle is going to be fascinating in its own regard for me because I've never flown alone before. So I got to make sure I pack well. I kind of want to take my switch with me, but I'd have to fight the wife over it. So I don't know if I'll be able to, but uh, it'd be fun to play Octopath on the, on the trip there because that game seems really fun. As you can tell, I'm kind of all over the place mentally right now. <laughs> So I'm I'm very I'm I'm just nervous. I really am and I'm 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 already there so I've got 2 days of work and that's going to be tough to digest and to handle while I'm getting ready to fly out for a solid week for 7 days of awesome fun and I'm just looking forward to it. I get to meet some of my favorite content creators while I'm there. I mean I get to meet Zay and my boomstick. Uh I'll get to meet Undead Hooligan and Hasselhoft. Uh, God, there's just so many people that I get to meet that I'm excited about. I'll get to meet Wes Wilson finally, which he's really cool, dude. Um, who else is there that I'm excited about? I can see Preston again. Uh, Prestonality. He's a cool dude. And um, I might actually it would be cool to meet uh, Matt or James, uh, the founders of Mixer. Uh, it'd be pretty cool to meet them. And it'd be really cool to meet some more of the uh, Mixer staff as well. But I also am looking forward to going to say hi to the people at the Twitch booth and the, the Facebook booth uh, as well, because uh, I do stream to those platforms. Now I've been streaming to multiple platforms um, to kind of diversify my content. My content's available. My podcast is available on 10 platforms. Why is my stream not right? <laughs> so that was kind of my, my mentality around it, but it'll be cool to go say hi to them and see what they've got going on and what their plans are and what's coming up for their uh, various offerings and platforms. Um, in addition to my proud partnership with mixer, I love partnering with those guys. So it'll be a really good time to meet them and, and, and do that. So it's coming up and uh, it's like a train barreling down the tracks towards me and it's unavoidable. So at this point in time, I just kind of got to get packed and kind of bear it and do it. And I hope it's successful and I appreciate your support 
And it means the world to me that you're listening. It means the world to me that you show up to my, my live streams. And it means the world to me that so many of you support me monetarily because this trip wouldn't have been possible without you guys. So I appreciate that. And I'm so extremely excited. I'll be posting a lot on social media about it. Um, I don't know what the episode for the podcast is going to be in the next week because that weekend is PAX. So I probably won't have an episode out. And if I do, it'll be late uh, or the next week's episode because um, one of our events that we're doing might end up being the podcast. So we'll see how that pans out. So that said, I do believe that it's probably a good time for me to uh, wrap up the show. Uh, I, I mean, it is what it is, right? So... The ICT podcast is written and produced by me, Tim Hosey. Insert Coin Theater is more than a podcast. It's also live streams four days a week at mixer.com slash insert coin theater. And also on Facebook at fb.gg slash insert coin theater on Twitch at twitch.tv slash insert coin theater. And also you can catch me on Periscope. Just look at at insert coin Tim's Twitter. That's my Twitter for that. But above that, it's also a vibrant and inclusive community on Discord at discord.gg ICT. If you'd like to support my efforts monetarily and help my content creation efforts become a full-time gig, please consider pledging on the new Insert Coin Theater Patreon page at patreon.com ICT. I'd like to give a special note of thanks to our very first Arcade Master Level Patreon patron, Andy B., Thank you so much for your support, and I appreciate it. And a, a huge thanks to our uh, three other patrons uh, at the Arcade Gamer and Arcade Ally tiers as well. Your support means the world to me, and I am happy that I get a chance to keep producing content for you guys, and you guys' support means the entire world to me. Thank you so very much. And if you would like to contribute yourselves, please go over to the Patreon and if you're unable to support monetarily, please consider leaving a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. The positive reviews help bring in new listeners to the podcast and will help the show grow in a meaningful way. If you have any comments, suggestions, questions, or wish to connect with me, please visit me on Twitter at twitter.com slash insertcointim, on Facebook at fb.com slash insertcointheater, or on Instagram at instagram.com slash insertcointheater. My DMs on Discord are always open, and you can reach me there by DMing insert coin theater hashtag 6969. The music you heard during the break is Home Base Groove and Itty Bitty 8-Bit by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. The ICT podcast intro and the outro song you're hearing now is created by the supremely talented Ben Burns, also known as Abstraction. You can check out his music at abstractionmusic.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.